Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 this is the secular brothers podcast we want truth no more lies no more lies we speak how we feel no more compromise take away our freedom huh now this is america land of the brave and a home of the free and a country full of people feel just like me Land of the brave and a home of the free And a country full of people feel just like me Hey, welcome to the Seculo Brothers Podcast. This is Jordan Seculo. We have breaking news, obviously. President Trump, if you're just joining us and we're live right now on Rumble, President Trump has been indicted by the grand jury in New York. There was some confusing news out earlier in the week about the grand jury actually taking a month off. And then there was even reports a couple of hours ago that they were going to be considering another payment that should have been, it was improperly Categorized. I mean, that's literally what we're talking about here uh, that we believe will be in the indictment. Now, the indictment won't be unsealed until uh, President Trump is, goes through an arraignment process. And we don't know what that's going to look like yet. Is he going to be in New York? Is it going to happen? I mean, you can even do these by Zoom because this is such a, a low level uh, a cr- criminal situation. But until the indictment's unsealed, you don't know if that's the only only charge. I mean, we assume that is the main charge. That's the main focus. And it's kind of a ridiculous one because really this is a did you file the right way with your campaign finance report whether or not the money was should have been declared this way instead of that way hillary clinton had the same situation she paid a fine her campaign paid a fine i've worked for campaigns before where this has happened and the campaign ends up paying a fine years after as in this situation after the fec or some government agency does the report now here new york decided to elevate this to a felony and go after the candidate uh, personally and directly. So, uh, listen, this is a very divided time in our country. We're in Nashville, as you know. As we, so this has already been a, a tough week for us. I think this just adds to the division. I'm surprised the New York uh, District Attorney decided, you know what, after another school shooting in the United States, let's do this today. Uh, now, it's going to draw, of course, a lot of attention. And we're joined today in the studio and we had this plan we did not know we were about to have this news but tulsi gabbard is with us on the set in the studio in nashville tulsi it's great to have you thank you uh everybody's watching this and knows knows you knows you're from background <laughs> in congress uh knows the tulsi gabbard show uh, your presidential campaign that you still are serving our country in the reserves just your reaction to this news because we were talking about you're talking to our staff earlier yeah and this is before this news broke about the divisiveness in our country and then you add something like this where we start using law enforcement to go after politicians and people running for office or former presidents who are running again for office and then immediately everybody's got to pick a side and you mm-hmm. then you've got to jump into a box are you for the are you for on president trump are you against president trump and it doesn't really matter what the issues were or how ridiculous this is uh everybody's it's like politics determines that and that that's what's so dangerous about what we're seeing here is the weaponization of these these institutions that that should exist to serve the best interests of the American people, but instead are being manipulated to serve the political interests of the party that's in power. And and this is the, the kind of warning signal to all Americans, regardless of what party you identify with, you maybe don't identify with one party or another, who you like, who you don't like is 
this sets that precedent of saying, well, whoever gets in power then has at their disposal all of these different federal agencies and law enforcement agencies to go after their political uh, opponents. This is a very dangerous thing that directly undermines uh, it undermines the Constitution. It undermines our republic. It undermines our democracy. And uh, once once we lose that, then we start looking a whole lot more like a banana republic or some of these dictatorships that we see uh, in other parts of the world. Yeah, where we use law enforcement to go after our political opponents instead of just beating them at the ballot box. That's right. Beating them with ideas. I mean, unfortunately, it's like we can't even have these discussions. By the time we're all here today and the shooting was on Monday in Nashville. Now the, the protesters took over the Capitol today here. It wasn't particularly violent, but they did take over the state Capitol. They did that in Kentucky yesterday uh, on the same issue. And it's like, we're not, we're, we've forgotten that there's three kids that got killed. Yeah. And, yeah. and having the debate about how do we keep the Second Amendment, but also figure out to keep, how do we keep these guns out of the hands of people with mental yeah. illness? And, uh, low, yeah, yeah, the it, conversation I was talking to my wife about this earlier, immediately when this stuff happens, uh, it's like, well, now we know progress can't, it almost feels disheartening. You go, well, now progress can't happen because three days after this, the protests are happening. People are, are protesting. We're not really sure what they're saying, what the point is to protest. Mm-hmm. I asked some of our friends, go, go, well, what is your intended goal of going down there and protesting? And they can't really come up with an answer other than we know there has to be some kind of change. The problem is you see this kind of divisiveness immediately. Then all of a sudden the sides split again and nothing happens. Yeah. And that was her concern. That's my concern as a parent living through these type of things is it just feels so split apart that there can't even be that conversation, as Jordan said. Yeah. It's just uh, it just becomes politicized within days. And that, that's the problem. You know, you saw, I don't know if you saw the screaming match uh, between uh, Congressman Massey and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, some, Congressman from it. New York. Yeah, I, I, I can't the, think I of his video. name I'll, at the moment. But it, it was, it, was it, it, it turned into a screaming just match screaming when it should have been... Uh, just a conversation about a very, very serious, uh, serious matter. And, you know, you mentioned people, even with the best of intentions, recognize, hey, we have serious problems uh, that that cause us to keep facing these tragedies. We have to do something. Something has to change. But unless we as a country and a society are willing to confront uh, the, the foundational uh, challenges that we face, uh, the, the erosion of a spiritual foundation in this country, the values that are being propagated by these so-called woke uh, voices who are pushing their own agenda, unless we're willing to to really get to the heart of things, then what we'll still see are politicians saying, well, something's got to change. We've got to pass this bill, but it will it's not really going to solve anything or change anything. Right. We'll see what's packed in that bill and then it won't get through. And then the story just continues. Well, it gives them a talking point again. to go out on the campaign to right. look what we did yeah. or look at what those guys are not doing right. when in fact it, it doesn't actually end up helping, helping solve the problem. Yeah, you bring up the spiritual issue. We, we had our, the, the day of the shooting, it's, it struck to many of us because it was the TBI. So the head of the Tennessee, Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, state investigators, and he got up in, in the press conference and made his statement. But then he said, Tulsi said, I know people are going to mock us for this, but we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And, and the fact that he has to yeah, put a caveat that right. now because everybody goes to say, oh, where's your thoughts? And pr-? Like, that doesn't matter. Like, that's not important. Yeah. Uh, these people, uh, people have been affected by this. Do need that some kind of peace to also be able to function and just start moving on? Yes, have the, co- because to even get to the point to have the conversation, if we start just screaming at each other, which is kind of what it's devolved into here in Tennessee. Yeah, unfortunately. In two days, you'll never have the conversation. No. You're never going to have – and it seems like 
at least, and, and you've kind of been part of this, in our circle that we're all in, we can have the conversation amongst ourselves, but it doesn't seem like we can have the conversation with the other side. Yeah, I, I had a they f- just—it's like 100 percent our way, or you're the you're, you're the you're evil, right? And and that's how they they paint and, us, and, and now that, we see these shootings. And and that right there is something that not I I haven't really heard very many people really addressing uh, the the consequences of that as it relates specifically to this tragedy that your community is facing right now. You mentioned your kids are going to school right next door to, to yep. Covenant School. I mean, this has really shaken this entire community and the country for that matter. But when you look at the consequences of those who are pushing this this so-called woke agenda and basically saying, hey, if you are being subjected to quote-unquote traditional values or Christian values, whether it be at school or at home, you are a victim of abuse right. as a child. So, so you know, you, you can imagine, I know they haven't released this manifesto, but basically like, okay, so if I am, if you're, if, you know, the shooter was very likely motivated yeah. uh, because of this uh, yeah, agenda, know, yeah, recognizing be, it, like, well, obviously I, I'm justified in carrying out this vengeance uh, against those that, that this person sees as, as abusers and, right. and completely taking away from from the real child abuse that unfortunately kids are being subjected to across the country by those who are pushing this trans ideology this gender ideology this sexualization of our kids this is this is real yeah and a lot of folks may not know but Nashville does get a lot of attention for that because of Vanderbilt University's role now the right. government stepped in and so people are blaming now politicians for stepping in and saying they shouldn't be doing this with children and these gender reassignment with children especially without their parents knowing about it and they're basically victim blaming, and they're and not saying they're because not, these kids happen to be at a Christian school, right? They deserve what they got. I mean, that's I, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, from and, the protest. And what's weird? I talked to one of our friends who was posting things that I was really someone who doesn't live here and knows we live here. And I was pretty offended. I was like, I can't believe you're sharing this. You know what we're going through here, city. You know, and of course it was a blanketly conservative. It was like you know all conservatives were smiling that day when they found it. Like that's just totally not true. And look, and she was like, well. You know that's not how I actually believe, but I can't actually post anything about mm. how I feel on the other side because I am more of a moderate, but I can't post my conservative sort of feelings because I know what will happen to me. And it's like, oh, well, this is where we live here, yeah. even during a, a time of crisis. Right. Yeah. The people have to politicize it for their employer. Probably. Because if you don't take the right side with your employer, you know about this because you decided to step, you ran for president of the Democrat Party, decided to take on that machine, face the consequences of taking on the machine, quite honestly. And decide to keep speaking out. Yeah, but you've been you've been through that. A lot of us are kind of learn, kind of. I say for the first time in a lot of our, we we may have grown up on the other side politically, but are realizing now, hey, we can question this too. We don't have to just go by whatever and say we have to start this war or we have to yeah. rush into Ukraine or we have to. And and if we don't agree with that, we're not bad. We're not bad yeah. Americans. You're just no. searching for the truth, and we've talked exactly. about that. And I talked to you about that when we did when the Afghanistan withdrawal right. happened. So terrible. It was just I think our generation, the three of us are just searching for people who are telling the truth. Even yes. if it's the truth they believe, at least you know they believe it. Right. Right. Yep. Right. And and people who are willing, uh, who unfortunately that is an act of courage now, mm-hmm. an act of courage to actually uh, not only speak the truth, but believe in and recognize there is such a thing as truth. Right. There is such a thing as objective truth, not just my truth or your truth or whatever yeah. someone wants to concoct. And this this goes directly in line with the danger of weaponizing uh, our government against political opponents, against the American people, is is then if there is no such thing as objective truth, then it is those who are in power and who have these powers of the force of law and law enforcement who then get to say, well, this is what is true and you must fall in line and comply or else 
face the consequences. You know, what's unfortunate is that because of this indictment today, I mean, literally, totally unplanned. We had no knowledge of this. Planned Tulsi to be on uh, last week. And and you didn't know what was going to happen in Nashville when you when you decided to plan your trip here. Um, and now with this indictment, people aren't going to be talking about uh, a vi- this is going to take Nashville off the news, which yeah. some of it needed to be. Yeah. But but just but for our truth, own local yes, community, for, for right? for, to be able to local to level, because it's been a media. But to have those discussions that we all need to have, you know, everyone's going to question the Second Amendment. It, yeah. right, and I think it's right. It's okay to do that. And say where should the lines be, and how can we address the mental health issue. Of course, you know, we're, we had to file a lawsuit on behalf of synagogues in New York so that they could have armed security. Now mm. we won. We beat New York. Mm. But they were trying to deny it. It was through the state insurance companies and all that. And we know that they're the number one most targeted group is, is synagogues. So all of our churches, places of worship have armed security. It's The question is the mental health question. Everybody. But to get to that discussion is so difficult. And it's easy to do it amongst your Friends who agree with everything you agree with, but to actually get it done on paper, seems it does seem yeah. impossible sometimes. Yeah, when there is a, a – seems like they always say conservatives say mental health and liberals say gun control. And it feels like there's probably a conversation somewhere to have on both of these things. Not necessarily gun control, but, but – you know, what, but this, it has what should to be look had. like. It has to be had. Discussions have to be had. And you have people, as Jordan said, they start questioning it. I know you've gone in from different points of view on your feelings on – on guns, and that's I know we've okay seen too. that. That's okay to to evolve and to change yeah. as the world does. Well, and it's, as news it's does. I think it's it's more than okay. Yeah. It's it's you know what <laughs> is normal yeah. and, and necessary for yeah. us as humans uh, to be able to allow for that space to learn and grow. But really, how does that even happen? It can only happen when we are willing to have those conversations. So you know whether you are a staunch advocate of the Second Amendment. Or maybe you are one of these moms who is quite, I've got, you know, people in my family who are moms of young kids who are just saying, well, gosh, you know, I feel like it's a choice between my kids versus the Second Amendment. And so, you know, if if we as a society in America of all places are not even willing to allow the conversation, regardless of your position on the issue, uh, then, then there's no hope uh, for progress. And so I think some introspection for people who have strong feelings about this one, one, one way or another um, allow for some listening, uh, treat others with respect, whether you agree or disagree, or maybe they don't even know where they stand, but be willing to have that conversation and, and, and listen to a perspective that may be different from your own. Yeah. We've had that here, even organizationally in talking about the way we speak about other people and the way other people should be speaking towards us because uh, it seems like sometimes those paths get so volatile and so angry that it does become, as Jordan said, like, you know, you're the devil and you're the devil. You know, it's like you're the devil if you're this and you're the devil of this. And if we start having those, that rhetoric and that rhetoric continues, this is what continues, which is mm-hmm. pe- there are people, especially people who are mentally unwell, who are going to take, well, we've made you the devil. And what do you do to the devil? Exactly. And, and that is such, like you said, a spiritual rot that's happened in our country that, we are trying actively even to figure out where we go because we realize when we start talking about these things and I can look at the numbers even now as we talk about sort of hope and where does hope lie in all Mm -hmm. of this? Where If if you're going to be the person who's like, America's over, then what are we doing here? And and I mean that even from the people who are maybe on the extreme conservative side who are just like, it's, you know, we're just counting our days. Well, then what's the point here? Why why do you care? Why do I care? I would have thought because... People sometimes try to say, well, you guys sound like, it sounds like you're always like in times. It's almost talking. But the truth is, 
we you know we have an organization that fights the court because we believe it's worth fighting for. You're yes. in the arm, you're in the army reserve because you believe the idea of America is worth fighting for. Yes. Not the not a specific politician, but the idea of America. And we're always trying, like you said, we should accept people whose ideas change and grow and and because that's the whole point of our country. And we have to constantly always we're always trying to make it perfect. We're never going to be perfect. But we always want to try to get there, which means we always have to rethink things and question. Our leaders and question pretty powerful people that for a long time felt like they were above questioning. And it wasn't even Republican, Democrat, big I companies, think a lot of them huge still industries. Do. And we realize if we do come together, we're still strong enough as people that that to question them is no longer makes you an unpatriotic, bad traitor, un-American, but it's actually the most American thing you can do. It, it absolutely is. And I think it's important to remember that. You know, even even as the situation sometimes seems hopeless, uh, first and most importantly, as as uh, God, God embodies and is unconditional love, as long as there is God, there is love and there is hope, period. When we look to the Declaration of Independence, we're reminded we are a self-governed people. So I hear from a lot of people who just say, my gosh, like, I don't even feel like voting because I don't think my vote will be counted. or I don't think it matters. I don't think it makes a difference. I'm just one person. This is important for us to remember. We are a self-governed people. That is the vision that our founders had for this country. So if we are sick and tired of corrupt politicians, if we are sick and tired of the elite in Washington who think they are better than us, that they don't have to answer to the people, that we exist to serve them rather than the other way around, well, we are the ones who can bring about that change, and that change is through lifting our voice, exercising our God-given rights and freedoms enshrined in the Constitution, and voting. Still at this yes. point, too. It's the idea that, that we know where we can go. We know what it can be. We're just maybe not there yet. We're a young country I mean, still. These are sad day. This is another sad day in America because when you have an indicted former president who's now running for president, you're politicizing the entire country. And and like we said, we the conversation becomes, well, how will this affect him politically? I mean, that that's the truth. The truth yeah. is the big conversation here is not whether or not he's going to be it's probably not going to be found guilty. This is a, this charge is very hard to prove in court. If that's the if what he's indicted on is what we all believe, which is just the payment, it, where, whether it was categorized the right way, that's probably not going anywhere legally. The question is, how does it affect him politically? And that's what we, I know every American's feeling is like that's what the DA was calculating too. Is it going to hurt him enough, or is it going to help him too much? And I, and it feels like well, George Soros must have thought. This will hurt him enough, so go ahead and indict him. And and this is the problem here, right? Is is that is exactly where I, I imagine if we turned up the volume, <laughs> we'd hear that probably on yep. every single cable mm-hmm. news channel where our politics has really been reduced to, uh, you know, uh, a sports commentary. Right. Well, how will this affect him in a horse race, or will this help this person, or hurt him in that way? Rather than saying, "Holy crap, yeah. how is this going to affect us as a country?" Right. How is this going to affect us for generations to come? How is this going to affect, uh, you know, our ability to maintain this system of governance that remains the best system in the world? Or is this something that completely gets to the heart of undermining people's ability to have any kind of trust or faith that this system will actually work for the people and for the country? Yeah. And look, there's a lot of people joining us right now live. And and I understand why We're, we have obviously breaking news and we have you in studio. Uh, so I'm going to be the, the kind of rumble host that I am and say, you know what? If you're new to our broadcast, click that follow button. I'm just going to say that. I'm that guy. <laughs> click follow. We do this show a couple of times a week. And obviously well. follow Tulsi yes. in our podcast. Our dad was on our podcast. Uh, Jay Sankler. Uh, we had ago. a great it conversation. A great, it's a great episode. It's a great it's actually one of my favorite things he's done because it just actually went through. Uh, without it being politicized, really, yeah. an interesting conversation about the work and also 
his life. So you've heard that and you're a, a listener of ours already. Go, go listen to that. It's really fun. And your podcast has been great. And working with your husband has been great. You know, <laughs> Thank it you. It always looks amazing. Like he's, he's a cinematographer he is, for those who don't know. He's, he's the behind the camera guy. And that is the greatest <laughs> thing to work with, by the way, for yes. us. Cause it's like, we don't even have to worry about it. We're like, it's going to look yeah. perfect. It's going to yeah. be great. And it's going to connect and no problems, you know? Yeah. You, no, it's, it's, it's a time. I mean, you launched that show to have these conversations. Yeah. That are the tough conversations that people want to have without the screaming and yelling. Yeah, like there's a you know, there's a place for breaking. There's a place for breaking news. There's a place for some of us to be angry sometimes too. Yes, but when we have these abilities to where we can have a show and basically not controlled by anyone, decide how you want to do it, have longer conversations about big issues that we can just all think and talk in a rational way. And, and just have a discussion. It doesn't mean we're all going to come to the same conclusion at the end of the show or the end of the day, but at least we can start those conversations yeah. with each other. Well, that's, you know, you mentioned my conversation with your dad, the episode that we did uh, with Jay. I think it's so it's so relevant to what we're talking about here right now, because as he talked through the work that that he and ACLJ has been doing for so long, decades upon decades, it has been firmly rooted in the Constitution and I know you guys have gotten a lot of crap. I know he has personally mm-hmm. for taking positions that were not popular with the quote unquote uh, conservative base or oh, whatever yeah. the case may be and saying, OK, well, no, ACLJ is going to work with the ACLU on this issue because it's about freedom right. for everyone. Yeah. And today it may not be your tribe or your group that's under attack, but we're going to fight for those other guys because we know that we could be next. And we had that's that, so yeah. important. We had it so today. important. And unfortunately, you know. The ACLU is it's not what it used to be. No. But we had it today. It was Matt Taibbi, who was you know testifying before Congress, has the IRS knock on his door. Yes. He's not someone who's agreed with where we are politically on a lot of things. Maybe more recently he's rethinking. Yeah, yeah, but no, but also, you know, I mean, he's been a very outspoken critic of Republican politics and Republican politicians for a long time. And we were on there saying, you know, we're the, why, we're the ones defending him. It doesn't seem like the other side is there anymore and because they're the other side. That's right. That They became the other right. side. And instead of, hey, the idea we've had, we've seen people on the pretty far, the left, but far left who have gotten more influential question, you know, well, I wish we didn't have a First Amendment because mm-hmm. really this freedom of speech is a problem. Yeah, he broke the one, he broke the narrative. He just said, yeah, I don't think the Russia investigation was on the up and up. Mm-hmm. And that was it. It was like his career done. And then a bunch of us who were fans end up paying for him separately and doing right. Substack and all of that because we appreciated his journalism. Set him even, free. Exactly. And <laughs> it wasn't like people were rushing people to defend him. Up the, like big, the IRS has shown up liberal door. organizations no. were not rushing to defend him. Oh, no. not. No, they abandoned quickly. Yep. And, so and we're they're, living, they're going after him going after because him, yeah. he's, he's somebody who has the courage to speak the truth. Yeah. And it's not convenient for them or politically advantageous. Yeah. And, and we're going to see this obviously unfold over the next few days now. And you know, we, we brought you in here. You, you spoke to our staff about sort of that need for hope, that need for a spiritual awakening somewhat in this country as we've kind of abandoned all of that. And that is incredibly important to not only the work we do here, but just for, for us to have any kind of sanity and to be able to, 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 to get through this. I mean, for us to get through this week alone for a lot of people yeah. has been very tough. And if you don't have that at least kind of backbone to go, okay, well, we believe, as you said, um, well, then how do, how do you continue on in the way that we've been able to? How do you send your kids back to school? How do you do that when you know what's happening and that these, you know, our schools are having to send out you know, long emails of, well, here's everything we're adding to protect your kids. I know there's right. there are people who are talking about, you know, forming, you know, parents that can, can be little armies and little armies for their schools. And you're like, mm. this is a crazy world we're living yeah. in. And it, and it does feel like even our generation, every generation goes through it, but our generation 
specifically who had to go through you know, 9-11, the economic crisis, then we had COVID, and now we're, you know, and now we're dealing with these kind of conversations. Well, and now in our community and the, yeah, the, exactly everything that happened uh, with the last election yeah. and then to, it's still going. And it's like, man, like you said, every day it feels like there's something else that we're just like, okay, all right, we wake up to this. And how do you move forward? I, I think the hard thing, but the necessary thing for all of us uh, to do, if we care about this country, if we care about our communities, our loved ones, uh, you know, our kids, the next generation mm-hmm. is to not allow these uh, intimidation tactics, threats, and even tragic acts of violence uh, to to cause us to give up our freedom. We can't allow them to cow us into silence uh, and and uh, conforming to the insanity uh, that that they're waging across this country now more than ever. Uh, the hardest thing, but the necessary thing is to have courage. People check out TulsiGabbard.com. You know, if you're on Rumble right now, the Tulsi Gabbard Show, easy to find. Social media, you're very active there as well. On Fox, on our shows like ours. So check all that out because I think Tulsi is going to be a really important part of this conversation moving forward. On these issues especially, yeah. I, mean, I think it's no accident that you actually ended up being in Nashville during this week. And, you know, and, of course and not. you're able to talk to these issues yeah. because you're someone who's able to talk to people from both sides. And say, you know, hey, we don't have to all, you know, we can have a bigger discussion. We'll have more on, so we're actually hosting Sean Haney's radio show tomorrow. We're going to get deep into President Trump and the indictment. We can come back. If there's more on that later today, but it won't be unsealed until he goes through the process. So we know what we know on that. Yep. And we'll have that discussion. For those brand new here, I'm going to ask you to click that follow button if you're on Rumble. If you're on our other platforms, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, all that. But I know a lot of you are watching right now because of the breaking news and because Tulsi is here with us. Thank you so much Thank for, you. for coming to Nashville Thank and for you. spending time with us. Thank you, as Jordan said, a much needed voice um, for our entire country. So I really appreciate it. appreciate that. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you next time.